My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Cameron, Hammy and Simon. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. 16 years in the waiting, a eh, boys. Um, I have no idea what to say or do. I forgot what it's like to be positive. Much? No idea. A good place to start. Where is your weekly hearts monitor at? Ten. <laughs> Mine, <laughs> mine's just still at like a, a six and a half. That's for rubbish. Where was where was mine last week? I think I said a seven last week. I'll just stay exactly that. Like me and Simon are, we don't do the ups and downs. Us, we're steady. I'm back up to six point five. I right. back up to six point five. <laughs> <laughs> I down to five. I think so. Six point five is good. I'm, I'm a ten, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one to a ten, and fuck all in between. You're terrible to your body. <laughs> yes, I am. Very <laughs> fragile man here who wasn't 15 minutes late for this podcast because he fell asleep. Um, last week we spoke a lot about the contract offers for Halka and Benny, and uh, there's been loads more news come through in the last week. It's confirmed that we are offering Craig Gordon a new contract, which isn't a surprise really, and surely he signs that deal. Um, and along with him, fellow goalkeeper, and uh, apparently the, the next Harry Stone, when he grows up, uh, Liam McFarlane, offered a contract, um, along with Alan Forrest, which is a, a bit of a surprise one. Um, maybe not, after seeing him play some more, um, and a bunch of B-team players, in, including Mackenzie Kirk. Uh, and it seems all confirmed that Haring and Halliday will definitely be leaving at the end of the season. Oh no. <laughs> it's definitely for the best. So we'll we'll see. We'll see who uh, who stays and who goes from that. Is ha- is Harry Stone still a hearts player? So I'm just no not sure. He yeah, is. He he's on loan. He got loaned out again. And then he was he was I can't actually remember where he was, but he was benched for a wee while again. Deja vu. Uh, but he did get back in the squad and had a really good Scottish Cup game, but he saved a penalty to win the game. Um, so he might be back in the team. He's at Queen of the South and he's played nine games this season. Another successful loan. Hmm. Nine games isn't bad. Just like quite a lot. Nine games conceded 20. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Hey, that's shite. That's not the best. Um, in the league. Oh, so there's more. Yeah, he's played 11 games total, conceded 24. So, uh, uh, he's, he's back playing at least. Brilliant. Well, as, as, long, as long as you're playing, yeah, that's the main thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Lee McCulloch has been all over the news since we last recorded being a wee dick. Uh, he's been saying that Rangers should lowball hearts 
and try and get Lauren Shankland in for one million pounds. How sore is Lee McCulloch? <laughs> I mean, he's also chucking this out of as if it's some kind of like sagely advice. I mean, this is what they do, so it's not. Yeah, like it's like it's straight out of the playbook. Yeah. Um, like Mister Mister Turkey Teeth himself. Um, what what do you say to that? Um, Hammy, it was Lon Shankland and others was spoken about at the shareholders EGM, which was the last Thursday. <clears throat> you can only imagine how different an atmosphere it would be if the EGM was this week after that Celtic game. <laughs> Going into that, it was, it was pretty fucking bleak. Um, but fill us in with all the the headlines from the EGM. Yeah, I think it was a bit more placid than I thought it was going to be, you know, stones at windows, chairs getting chucked and everything, but I think there was a few heated questions, but other than that, not really much. McKinley was telling us all again that Naismith uh, was the, the best option we had, which you can tell me that a million times and I will never, ever believe it. Also, if it was, that is fucking shocking. Yeah. Um, he was the... the Least risky appointment uh, and the most attractive, apparently. Uh, first team performance was talked about uh, with McKinley reminded fans that Naismith won Manager of the Month and there was a loud uh, laughter um, circulated the whole place. Uh, mm. Fans started laughing at that comment because it seemed a bit odd. Um, we, he also reminded everyone that Hearts don't have a history of bringing in winning managers, which was completely opposite to what he said after um, Nielsen got sacked, which is weird. I think he mentioned that only two Hearts managers in our history have ever been hired that have won a major trophy. I don't know about you, but I'm convinced. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking um, about, man? Imagine he's what he's saying to managers who are coming in to like view the club and potentially interview, and he's like, "Oh, we had, we didn't actually hire successful guys here, you know." He <laughs> strikes me as a man that doesn't kind of like you'd pra- you'd have practiced answers for most of this stuff, you know what I mean? And and a lot of it is quite beige because, and in fairness, he can't single out you know players or individual staff. That's totally fair, but it's not even like he does that. He just kind of seems to bumble through saying whatever comes in his head. Yeah, it's not it's like he's not been PR trained at all. Reek's no. um, a Rick's a guy who's never really had to think about what he's saying his whole life, being what in his sixties, white and fat. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy wears two watches the absolute creep. Has he really? Hi <laughs> man. A smart watch on and like his fancy watch on. <clears throat> Two separate wrists as well, not the same wrist. Do people not use smartwatches to like track their movement and like stuff like yeah. that? I don't right. know why he needs one then. There's <laughs> just no need. Um, if you're doing that, it's just pure gluttony. You want to wear your fancy watch. Sure. Off. Speaking of um, singling out players, um, Joe Savage spoke about recruitment. Um, he he did say that maybe some of the players we've signed have not met the standards we've set, um, which isn't a great. I, I can't imagine it's a great thing to say about the players you've signed. Just saying, yeah, he's actually aren't that good. Um, but to be fair, they then went out and won two 0 so maybe not that bad. Uh, Lon Shankland was talked about uh, with McKinley saying. 
he they've had no contact from any club or any agent at all about Lon Shankland, uh, and he's not being sold unless there is an exceptional bid. Um, with regard to other players, uh, he did say that they've had offers for players which would have represented a profit, but the club felt they were too low. Now, I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword with this. I'm glad we're not just accepting you know, bids that will maybe get us a little bit of money, but at the same time, our player selling is shocking. We, we, we do terribly in that um, arena, so I don't know. Was, was the Shanklin one a question for the floor? Because right, I just don't get like if it, if it wasn't like why he was talking about an individual transfer, but yeah, no. Somebody has specifically asked about him and Rangers, um, but he said yeah they they stated again that he, they don't want to they have no they we're not looking to sell him in January, and they, no bids or anything has come in. Um, there was also a question about parking around Tyne Castle because mm-hmm. of the communist plot. I think it was the climate communism. Um, and apparently Anne Budge answered it very well so there you go Maybe she, <laughs> she knows her stuff um, they're accounting for a bit of a drop in the budget we talked about that with the accounts I think it was for next year they are we had a record turnover of 20.8 million and they're accounting for 19.3 million so 1.3 million pound drop and it's also donations are set to decrease by 500,000 so uh, staff costs are still going up though so I think from my looking at it, they seem to think that the hotel, they did mention that they think the hotel will do 1 million in revenue in the first few months, which is very impressive. First few months? Ah, that'll be interesting to see if that comes about, to be honest with you. I'm not... I wonder how much a room is. I wonder how much the Gary Lock suite is. In fairness, <laughs> that'll, be a, that'll be a gross number, so like... Aye. Projections. That's not yeah. profit, remember. Ah, yeah. So hmm. as well, it's just revenue. So yeah. hmm. um, the profit will be a lot less than that. One hundred and fifty pound for dinner, bed, and breakfast. Introductory rate in February. If anyone's That's interested. Right, August, it's it goes up. If obviously the fringe is on, it goes up to about three hundred odd quid for the. Imagine, um, imagine, so. imagine having dinner, bed, and breakfast, and then having your breakfast and just wandering home. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I, I mean, there was obviously there was a few tough questions, but they they just gave the sort of stock answers. They also gave presentations at the start, which apparently covered a lot of the topics I think they knew were coming up. Um, the foundation of Hearts, one that was on after it, apparently there was only about eighty people there, um, and and I was reading the Hearts Standard, and it said there was very few of those people looked like they were under thirty five. Which is a problem for the foundation of Hearts attracting um, young younger fans seems to be an issue. They they didn't talk about first team matters. Jerry Allen seemed to palm that away, um, which I can sort of understand. Uh, there's a new website launching next year apparently for the foundation of Hearts, and again we heard well they heard about um, they were going to improve communication and things like that, like they say every year, but they very rarely do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something multi club ownership. Um, there's a, a bit in the article that said multi-club ownership has not been discussed by Malin with the Hearts board, but he said talks would likely take place at the start of the meeting and confirmed that there would be a review and a consultation of the articles of the Foundation of Hearts in 2024. So in the articles for the Foundation of Hearts, you need 90% of all members to agree for a takeover. 
So a foreign investment to come in, you need a 90% vote, which is always going to be really, really difficult. And obviously Hibs are going through their feeder club thing with Bournemouth. And I know McKinley had obviously openly stated that he didn't like it. So I, I thought that was a bit odd that Jeremy Allen was talking about maybe changing Foundation of Hearts articles, whereas McKinley was, nah, let's not do this. Yeah. So there might be a bit something going on there. I know we spoke about like in the whole kind of you're going to struggle to bring people in because those under 30s weren't, you know, none of them were off kind of age to have signed up unless their parents signed them up and just a kind of token donated when this was all, when this all came about. Mm-hmm. It felt like at that point the Foundation of Hearts had a purpose and it was to save the club. I don't know that the purpose was ever for the Foundation to prop up what is a business on an ongoing basis forever and it doesn't feel like it's feasible in that you have an aging demographic that donates it like it mm-hmm. I don't know it would take a lot of work to change that I think and it shouldn't oh. be so heavily relied on it's a very good point they're doing there's nothing to attract people to donate and new because you're not seeing in fact knows what our money goes towards let's be honest well the thing is like Following a football club isn't cheap anyway. So you know you're already spending yeah. a lot of money on it. To to give what is literally a donation on top of that, it doesn't exist in most clubs. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a great thing that it saved the club and you know, we've all kind of done our part and and it's it served a purpose. But I, I it's interesting to think what the future for it is kind of, you know, ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. Here, here, Cameron for chairman. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, seri- you know, Nave Day at the foundation's thought about this. Mm. <laughs> well, they're certainly not trying hard to, to try and improve things. Well, they keep You're saying actually... that about this fucking website, like this magical website, suddenly going to fix everything. People under thirty don't really go to websites either. Like, I, what an outdated <laughs> form of communication! Right. Oh, we're going to set up a URL and you can click on and get emails. <laughs> Right. Fuck off. And I have a QR code on it. Like just yeah, there, that's just, way too much. Like, just chuck something on Discord, Hearts. <laughs> I, I don't even use Discord. I'm assuming you can do stuff on that. You're the over 30, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I, not, not that demographic. Foundation of Hearts get a Twitch channel. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew McKinley sitting playing PlayStation with two watches on. <laughs> um, after the after the Celtic game, BBC Sports Sound were reporting someone of the clubs told BBC that it's five million pounds that Hearts evaluated Shanklin that for him to leave in January. Now, I do kind of think feel the closer we get to January, the more I now think that Shanklin won't leave in January. I reckon he's going to be at Hearts till the end of the summer. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same. I, I think don't the same. Anywhere. Don't think, it cost us more. I don't think they'll pay the money. Like, I don't think you're going to get five million come in. And at that point, you know, as it as it drops below that, how far below that would you drop before it's not worth your while because he gets you that third spot? That's it. That's an intro. And Rangers are doing quite, excuse me, Rangers are doing quite well as well. They just won the League Cup. But does but, that yeah. maybe give them... Emphasis to invest the money. Can it can they look at Rangers and think they more they're more a firefighting club? You know what I mean? They'll chuck money when things are going badly to try and improve. 
in all the time, but they don't really have the money sloshing about to tr- like maintain it when things are going well. You know what I mean? But Dessers just got injured for four months, didn't they? I like they'll miss him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all that sloshing about. But again, you just don't know who's who's looking. You know I mean, like we said before on this, all it takes is an English Championship side to get an injured player and go, fucking it, well, four million, and we can bring that guy in. Done. Yeah. We'll see. So it's a big month. Um right, interesting stuff from the the AGM. Thank you, Hammy. That was a, a good overview of it all. Um and you, you didn't go into loads there about how much pressure Stephen Naismith is under from those in attendance. Kind of going into that as well. That was, was generally like the most kind of common question and talking point. But that I mean, what what are people expecting McKinley and Budge and Savage to say? Well, like they're going to sit there and put enormous pressure on an already under pressure manager. Like who do they who do they think that they're asking questions of? Derek Adams. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Scottish football is an absolute shame? Sh- 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 <laughs> agree with them. Which is a shame. I mean, as I meant to say, so we're talking about contracts. When is uh, Stephen Naismith's contract up, and should we be looking at extending that? (laughs) What a difference a week makes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, Final thing under news the chocolate bars with the golden tickets in them. I was in the club shop and I went, I'm going to buy one of them. Put it, put it in my beer and stock in and then eat all the chocolate or something. Oh, they, they, they'd actually sold out on these. So someone somewhere is sitting with a golden ticket. I bet they go out of date before Christmas as well. What does oh, it get you? A signed heart stop. A game at centre-back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that did actually sell out very, very quickly as well. That was that. That was all the news. Uh, we actually let our our talking, that's not a saying. We've done our talking on the park in the last week for once. Um, but Simon, Simon's game, that's a bit different this week, I believe. Uh, it's not Hearts players, it's Christmas themed players. So just have your head on. I've tried to go for players. You'll definitely know every single one, but it was difficult getting clues and stuff. So first player, first clue. This this isn't just Hearts players then. <laughs> No, none of them are actually Hearts players. Right. They've all got Christmas-themed names. Okay. So, player one, clue number one. I was born in Sao Paulo in 1997. Gabriel Jesus, Paddy. Well, there we go, Paddy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Five <laughs> points. Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> uh, clue number two came to the Palmeiras Academy with 64 international appearances, 19 goals. Both my first name and last name are biblical references. Clue number four, despite being a striker, I said to myself, I don't think goal scoring is my strong point. Clue number five, <laughs> they say he walks on water, turns water into wine. I believe in Jesus. Arsenal's number nine. Player <laughs> <laughs> number two, clue number one. I was born in Ascension. Paraguay in 1981. Okay. Clue number two. I can't. Here we go. Santa de la Cruz. Oh, I don't know if I can accept that. Paddy. Paddy. 
Rocky Santa Cruz. Oh. Rocky Santa Cruz. Clue number two was I came to the Olympia Academy making 112 international appearances, scoring 32. Clue number three, despite making my professional debut in 1997, I am still playing professional football for Libertad. Wow. Clue number four, I came fourth in the 07-08 top goal scoring behind Ronaldo, Adebayor and Fernando Torres. And clue number five, unlike my name, I rarely delivered the goods. <laughs> See, if I never just woke up half an hour ago, I would have been that wee bit sharper. Aye. And got that. Don't don't drink, kids. <laughs> clue eh, player number three, clue number one. I was born in the Den Haag, so the Hague in English, in nineteen forty seven. Clue number two. I came through the Den Haag Academy making zero international appearances. Clue number three. In my career, I have managed 15 clubs and eight international clubs. 23 in total. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Clue number four. I was the 11th manager and the first non-Scottish to manage Rangers. Jarvie. Jarvie. Big Dick. Dick Advocat. Advocat. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number five. I am a Dutch bevy made from egg, sugar and brandy. (laughs) Kevin Van Mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Advocat. See, I'm thinking. That's good. Player number four. Clue number one. I was born in Gateshead in 1989. Clue number two. I came to the Newcastle Academy making nine international appearances, scoring two goals. Clue number three. During my career, I had many issues with the bevy, leading me to... to, Sorry. Clue number three. During my career, I had many issues with the bevy, leading my then-manager, Kenny Douglas, to say, well, he's never bought me a drink. I've been with him at Boys Own Concerts and he still never bought me a drink. (laughs) <laughs> clue number four fingers on buzzers when I signed for Liverpool in 2011 I became the most expensive British Charlie footballer Aaron. ever that was Nick Nick for me ah. Andy Christmas Carol Andy Carol <laughs> and clue number five was I've been involved in many incidents resulting in my arrest including glassing someone battering my bird breaking my hand punching a teammate in the jaw and being chucked off an England camp for Bevian <laughs> wow so that was three points to Mr Jarvie it's loosely linked to Hearts last summer or the summer before as well, wasn't it? He's now playing in League Two, so with a fit right in in <laughs> France. Sorry, no thanks. With oh, Andy, <laughs> so that was Andy Christmas Carol. Player number five, clue number one. I was born in Medellin in 1975. That's in Colombia. For those who are unsure, <laughs> I came through the Atletico Nacional Academy, making 33 international appearances and scoring nine goals. I am one of only three Aston Villa players to score more than 20 goals in a oh, season in the Premier League era. Paddy, uh, Jose Pablo Angel? I can't accept that. Ooh. Oh, no, it's not. Fuck. Clue number four. Oh. How have you not got that? That's how he pretty much gave you the answer. <laughs> I have a beautiful head of hair and it's all held together with a lovely hairband. And clue number five, he can sit on top of my tree any day. (laughs) 
No one got it, but I'm going to give it to Paddy because he did technically get it. It's Juan Pablo Angel. Uh... So I'll give you two points for that, Paddy. Thank you. Just because you got it it's half right. So just after. So that was Gabriel Jesus, Rocky Santa Cruz, Dick Advocat, Andy Christmas Carol, and Juan Pablo Angel. I think I've done quite well. Nice. Well done, Simon. Good yeah, effort. That's good. <laughs> look at look at Cameron's face. You've even brought some Christmas cheer into that cold, <laughs> cold eyed little man. <laughs> oh, good. Well, it was a Christmas miracle at the weekend. There's no other way to describe it. After 16 years, we we went into paradise and slayed slayed a demon. I don't know. When did, we, when did <laughs> yeah. we last win there? Was it not 2007? I thought it was 2012. No, it was... I think Ben Nar scored for us in that game. It was the year that we almost won the league. How old are you? How was that 16 years ago? Half our life. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying how life just flashes by like that. Eh? Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> That's 16 years ago since we last won at Celtic Park. I, I genuinely... Still feel in shock, and my brain has not processed the fact that we just done it. It's it, like ultimately, I put a bet on it half time for Celtic to win. Just because <laughs> that's I, disgusting. If I thought if Celtic win this, at least I'm going to make some money. So does that because at no point did I ever <laughs> up to that half time I thought well, Celtic are obviously going to come back, but then maybe about ten minutes into the second half I thought I actually don't think Celtic can score here. Nah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's almost as bad as having Celtic minus one on your coupon. That would have been even worse. There's di- a difference <laughs> between crazy and smart. <laughs> um, but we fucking deserved it. But to to go into it a wee bit more with a wee bit more structure, how, how did we how did we line up going into it? Was there changes from? Well, there definitely was. What was the changes from the previous? Um, Alan Forrest and Aidan Denham came in. Mm-hmm. When the lineup came out, I thought, "Oh, we are very, very slow. That is a very slow team." Mm. But for the purposes of what Naismith was trying to do, it worked quite well. We had Zander Clark, the three sort of centre backs as Kingsley, Kent, Rolls, wing backs Atkinson and Cochrane. Uh, a sort of midfield of just blocking uh, Adam Denham, Benny Beningame, and George Grant, and then two on the break was Shanklin and Forrest. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, we always make a joke about young players getting a chance at um, Celtic Park, and it was true again. Adam Adam Denham started, and I thought, oh, that could be a bad one. But I thought he was brilliant. And then in the eighty fifth yep. minute, is he sixteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Macaulay there, Tate. Came there was on. a mistake from uh, Laurie Dunsire on commentary. Right. I think that's maybe where I'm thinking. But yeah. yeah. Macaulay Tate came on for, for five minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. Altogether, a fantastic afternoon. It really was. Like, why, don't, why don't we talk about the two goals first of all, and then we'll talk about how, how it all fucking worked, if you can figure out how. Again, I, I still can't comprehend what's happened here. But for the, the first goal, there's a, a fantastic corner from George Grant, wasn't it? In a season, what feels like we're the worst corner takers in professional football at times. Um, that's a score two in a row now. 
Yeah, um, almost the exact same goal as well. Yeah. Aye. Pretty much identical, right on the six-yard line. But <clears throat> Grant's hit it with such whip and pace. Um, that's why Hart hasn't come out to it. Um, and if you watch it back as well, a big credit to Frankie Kent because he's managed to legally block two Celtic players to give yeah. that space to Shankland as well, the back post. Yeah, it's, as well as intelligent play to give Shankland the chance and Shankland shows good strength to sort of find the space and be able to just casually head around. Mm-hmm. Absolute bullet he did as well. He's massive. He'd... <laughs> Fantastic finish. Uh, wait, how many league goals is that now, Hammy, Mr. Uh, fact Checker? It's 13th in total in the season. Yeah. Um, I was just on his page as well. It is eight uh, league goals and 17 eight. appearances. Mm-hmm. Oh. Another... It's still, still a wee... I don't know what will happen with our bet, Simon, if he if he does go in January. They'll <laughs> just void it. Or well, we have to, think... would we, yeah. When he joins Rangers, will we just carry on the bet? I need to change the number. <laughs> Up to like 25. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know who our top, a top assister a in the league is? On three. I hope it's not Shankland, because he's only got one. It is not Shankland. Three. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it George Grant? Grant? Incorrect. Oh, it's Cochran. It's Liam Boyce. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like Alex Cochran gets an assist every week. <laughs> he doesn't. No. You like it. He had a fantastic game. <clears throat> he did. All did. Oh, yeah. It really was a fucking solid team effort. Just yeah. through the second goal as well, just to get out of the way. Uh, Celtic fans, pure raging because they thought <laughs> the foul was soft. You have no idea, Celtic fans, how many <laughs> soft fouls you get against Hearts and fucking everyone else or every minute of every game. Yeah, so, irony, yeah. The irony. biggest crybabies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what if they won like fucking 17 trophies in the last 10 years or something? <laughs> and they're fucking complaining about the board. <laughs> no, not spending enough money. <laughs> they spent like twenty four million in the summer or something like that. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Insane. But to be fair, there, there's only been a a small amount of comments made about Hearts not deserving that win. To be fair to Celtic, you know what I mean. A lot of the time it was, you know, you just fucking cheated your way. I know they're saying that Phil is soft in the build up to the free kick, but. Like most Celtic fans I've spoke to have said that Hearts absolutely deserved the win. Yeah, I thought Kingsley, Rolls, and Kent were absolutely solid. We yeah, complain yeah. about the signings this summer, but Frankie Kent has been. If we didn't have him, we would be tenth. Yeah, yeah. He is fucking quality. I, I do. I feel sorry for him a wee bit because if Shankland wasn't there, he's definitely player of the season. I know Shankland will get it. Uh, but Frankie Kent's just, just solid. He's so consistent as well. Uh, yeah. Like, it's uh, actually yeah. bizarre he ended up at Hearts when you think of it. <laughs> I've never heard of him previously. I know. But this was a, a Frankie McAvoy recommendation, apparently. Well, he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Not a big fan of the like dance for his song. Uh, choreographed 
swing headed it to the left and head it oh, to yeah. the right. You're not a fan of it. Don't know. It feels like uh, the commitments maybe not there to make it not a bit mm. cringe. <laughs> One of them it has to be at one hundred and ten percent or nothing at all. I feel like that's the thing with ultras in the UK. They're not like as angry as the ones in Europe. Like they're no. quite intimidating in Europe. But then here, like I appreciate all that they do, and I'm glad they got their own spot. And I think they are the ones that provide the best atmosphere at Arts Games. But mm-hmm. Aye, they need to be a bit more extreme. Yeah, let's <laughs> up the ante. Aye, <laughs> <Before we> start. <laughs> well, let's talk about um, rivalries aside. How shit an atmosphere is Celtic Park without the Green Brigade? I'm of the opinion that it's often quite shite apart from old farm games. Mm. I know two people who have Celtic season tickets and they almost exclusively only go to Rangers games. They both live in Edinburgh, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of money to right. give up just to do that. Four games a season. Well, they say that um, if they give it up, they can't really get it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the moment, they could just buy tickets for the games. The stadium was empty. Oh, Please. absolutely dead. <laughs> Those boos were phenomenal as well at the end. Hi. Celtic fans losing their shit. It just all feels like a dream. Aye. It's good. Celtic went full hearts. They did. <laughs> they really did. They really, really did. Um, and yeah, half, we'll talk about the kind of shape and stuff in a sec, but like leading into half time, 2 0 up, you, you didn't feel. Safe, did you? Like you were saying, you were putting big money on Celtic to come back. Big money. <laughs> I put two pound fifty. Oof. Um, yeah. Fucking easy. I thought we were the way better team. But they also put two pound fifty with me. <laughs> um, I was kind of thinking like they could definitely come back into this. Um, and we had two shots, two on target, two goals. 27% possession. But that, that suited us fine. Yeah, a lot of the time teams know how to beat us because they can just sit in and frustrate us. We find it really hard to break teams down. Like we've said almost every single week, we, we lack a bit of creativity. And we were joking, saying, oh, well, Celtic will go at us, so this will maybe allow Naismith to play the expansive football that he's always talking about. And we were fucking right. Like, we were taking the piss. Mm-hmm. But we were right. Um that counter game seemed to suit us quite well. No, definitely. Um, Alex Cochran had 13 out of 14 ground duels won, which is an insane stat. That's like the type of numbers. Remember Benny's debut game against Celtic? Yeah. That's like was his numbers on that one as a as a defensive central midfielder. <clears throat> Alex Cochran's got no right to making that amount of tackles consistently. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a... To win in Glasgow against Celtic Rangers, you really need the right like combination of things. So you need the them to struggle and them to maybe be a bit incoherent and things going off on off the pitch. But you also need Hearts to be on their game and every player to be doing their absolute best, and they really mm-hmm. did. Right. I, I actually you mentioned him, Benny. There, I thought Benny had a great game as well. Yeah, yeah. Like just played so well picking up second balls and stuff like that and playing the right passes and it just mm-hmm. this looks so comfortable for Hearts eh? why don't we do that every time <laughs> this is the, the thing that comes from a win like this eh? so where, where the fuck is this result every other week 
I actually also think that uh, Xander Clark deserves a shout out. I thought he had a very good. I know he didn't have to do a lot, but everything that came at him, he got took with ease and then distributed. He collected a lot of crosses and corners quite comfortably yeah. as well. So, yeah. no, it was probably his best game in a Hearts top. Uh, it could be. He's a big Rangers fan, isn't he? So he'd be absolutely fucking buzzing. <laughs> I did notice it full time at the, the Rangers Collective all celebrating. With one another, like your Xander Clark, Barry McKay, and what was it that in the first half that Naismith was like giggling about? Was it that this the second goal and he's just got a big beamer on his face? <laughs> I think it's the first that cuts them and he's just pure creasing himself. Right? <laughs> it was lovely to see another Kingsley free kick. Aye, we've missed them, mm-hmm. brings back memories. It does uh, eighteen months or something like that since his last his last goal from a free kick, which is insane. And Kingsley's been through we don't know the ins and outs, and we, and we shouldn't anyway. <clears throat> a lot of personal issues which affected him um, last season, but yeah, Kingsley's kind of back to being a, a very vital player for us now. Um, again, it's it's kind of everyone at the back is kind of cast in Frankie Kent's shadow uh, to some extent, but Kingsley's been vital. Um, he's doing a good job. Now he kind of is playing out of position as well. He's kind of been forced yeah. into this left-sided centre-back role, and he looks like he's played there his whole career. Yeah, it is the complete other side from what he's used to. Mm-hmm. Well, that well, that's true. He's been playing on the right side, hasn't he, off the back mm-hmm. three as well? So I think he's been good there. I think Kai Rose has yeah. looked there in the back five as well. Looks mm-hmm. a lot more confident bringing the ball out from the back. Yeah, distributing it. The the three of them, um, Cochran, Nathaniel Atkinson was solid as well. Like you, you really can't fault a player. It was just a a very special afternoon. Yeah, it was. I think with with the low block, like see Cochran's stats there, thirteen out of fourteen ground duels won. Nathaniel Atkinson won ten out of sixteen on the other wing as well. So it's thinking like it felt like Celtic had loads of crosses, but they were. A lot of the time they were just from so deep that they weren't even reaching their attackers or, or even our centre-backs, because I was checking. And between Kent, Kingsley and Rolls, um, they only had... Did I actually write it down? I think there was only something like seven headers from the three of them, which is what you'd expect that to be like 50. Yeah, a bombardment. But the the quality wasn't very good, and I think Celtic kind of ran out of ideas. Remember, the Hearts used to just get to a point where we'd horseshoe it around and just sort of aimlessly cross mm-hmm. it in, and that's reminded me about that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sack the fucking board and Brendan apologising to supporters. The absolute <laughs> best ever was in the interview after when they asked Brendan Rogers if uh, he was shocked, and he was like, nah, no really. Mate, that's your fucking <laughs> job. Like, your job is to make sure the team's <laughs> ready and you're going and thinking we're definitely not ready I wouldn't be surprised if we get beat yeah <laughs> that doesn't so I knew it was coming since we were since half time against St Johnston aye well this on a bit <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as uh, Derek Derek Adams <laughs> saying his team are worse than the, the lowest than the worst team in English <laughs> League 2 is what? that what you said? Uh, hard to argue with it though. <laughs> like he's got to like what are you doing? Like is that trying to he has to like see those people again? He's talking about I know. 
Crazy. Fantastic low block, and that we just we just looked right at home. But Hammy, why are we? Why do we seem to be playing so well away from home this season? But it was about one win away from home now from tying our away wins record from when we finished third two seasons ago. <laughs> like, but like it's just such a fucking strange season that we're kind of secretly doing well. I it's it's odd, and I I hope it's a mentality shift. Um, that's the only thing I could put down to. Um, and just having a look at our our way wins, we are arguably. I think if we win two more, it will be. Remember your stat that you said last week. Mm-hmm. I think it will go back to about that far. One of our best away records in about twenty years. I think it's two more. Don't quote me on that. But that's that was five for the season, wasn't it? Here. I think seven was one of the best. So, yeah, we just and you need to remember we we came a ball here away for, for beating Rangers after their seven or eight minutes added on and Haring chucking out. So even mm. the ones we that we have lost, we've we've um, not done terribly. It's 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 weird that our, our home form has, has faltered so much though as well. But yeah, I, I'm hoping it's a mentality thing. You know, there's there's we're not going into these games. You know, we can stifle them as much. We're looking to try and on the front foot at times. Again, we can be better. One hundred percent, we can be better, but we're doing well. I don't know if it's just the maybe the Christmas spirit in me, but I kind of feel like we might need to start backing our manager. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like this. This. See if people listen to this whole season. I'm going to think you have multiple personalities, Jordy. I think I'm out. <laughs> I think I'm out. I'm oh, still... Yeah. It was a very, very good result, but I'm, like, I don't think I, one win should change things. Nielsen and the team deserve hundreds and hundreds Who? of credit for it. Oh, shit. Naismith. <laughs> uh, ah, fucking Nielsen couldn't do it, could they? Um, Naismith and the team deserve as much credit as we can give them. They were great. They were really, really well. One of the best... Uh, performances I've seen, but we we really need to now bag this up and try and get another run going. Yeah, dropping points to, to to Aberdeen and things is just you know an Aberdeen team that are in. Oh, they are stinking, man, and their manager yeah, so as well. We we do we need to bag <laughs> up another big game. Um, it's been a difficult December. We we've you know Celtic was always going to be the the hard one. We need really need to back this up with St Mirren, Hibs, and then Ross County. Thankfully, the Hibs game's away, so that's a guaranteed win. Um, <laughs> but the same moment in Ross County at home could be tricky ones. Well, this is it. We, we've suddenly faced a very good chance of winning five in, five league games in a row here. They've just beat Celtic. We've got St. Mirren at home, Hibs away, and then was Ross County at home, Livy away. They are that's that's four games that we should be going into win. And listen, right now, right, I'm gonna say on record if we win our next four games in a row, I will I will put on record that I will never call for Naismith out again. I will die I will die on a hill. I will die on a hill to back our young manager. See when Spartans put us out the cup. <laughs> what did they sort say as well? He said, "Give me to December, and then you'll start seeing results." Well, <laughs> maybe the guy knows what he's talking about. He's got January transfer window coming up. Like he's he's doing all this before even having a fucking right back. 
for most of the season. <laughs> it's been difficult. Fair yeah, play, Tom, man. That was actually something that came up at the gym. I forget to mention. Naismith has said that he's, he thinks the squad's too big. Mm, this um, was a, a weird one, yeah. And I, I, I understand I this. Managers, why is it just Hearts managers that say that? <laughs> we get about 10 injuries every week. Like, mm-hmm. fuck off. The squad's not too big. Manage I'm tr- it better. I'm trying to think of any players that I think maybe deserve time that aren't getting it because the amount of players are in front of them, and I can't even think of one. Nah. <clears throat> there was that time where Subic wasn't getting into the team. <laughs> 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 You know, like everyone gets a fair amount of minutes in our squad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Every single one of them. Peter Harrens fell out of favour, so Andy Halliday. And but you're not complaining about that. No, no, no. They they can fuck off. They can leave. Maybe yeah. it's a and nice way can... of saying we've got a few dickheads that I'd like to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Harrens would be the nicest guy. If we can... guys don't win your titles, though, Jarvie. <laughs> Get them out and keep bleeding in youngsters like Denhams and, and let them get the chance. Yeah. I'm all for that because, let's say, our, our squad's bloated with these sort of mediocre midfielders mm-hmm. and has been for a while. Denham came in, played well. Let's not do this whole thing where we'll give him a few appearances and then he goes on loan next season and we never see him again. Mm-hmm. Alan Morrison. Yeah. Harry Connor, Connor Smith. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Moore. <laughs> Anthony McDonald, Aidan Kino, <laughs> Callum Monaghan. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic from the Hearts. Um, in the league, then that puts us in third place by a point over St Mirren. So, we are you saying we have a game in hand over St Mirren? We do, we do yes. yeah. yeah. I've jotted that down wrong. Um, been very hungover today. It's affecting my <laughs> podcast performance. <laughs> all I can say. Um, so, so yeah. Well, if we win that, then they will have against Simmerin. They will have a four-point gap over them with a game in hand. Yeah, with a game in hand. So, it's so an excellent position to be in. And like you say, when we can go on to to hopefully win at Easter Road, then go and win two on the bounce after as well with Ross County and Levy. So. Um, what a big December run that would be. Yeah. If he manages to pull this off. What a fearless leader, Stephen Naismith. Uh, <laughs> what is, who, who is the game in hand against St Mirren against? I've got a horrible feeling it's Rangers because they've only played 16 league games. Dundee. Oh, is it? Oh, they're a bogey team and all. Yeah, they've already beat us this season. And we play them, I guess, like twice in about three weeks or something. Oh, good, good. Scottish football, that's fine. I hate Scottish football, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, The the league needs to become an 18-team or a 16-team league. This is fucking boring now. Yeah, I know, I know. 23rd of January, then the 3rd of February. Uh, Aberdeen squeezed between them. So Dundee, Aberdeen, Dundee, St. Johnston. That sounds brilliant. That sounds stinking. (laughs) Good. Well, things are going well. <laughs> One game, maybe. But things are going quite well, Hammy. But what do the good people of Jambles Kickback make of it all? Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. 
I decided to leave Hearts out of it this time because Hearts didn't deserve it. So it's all about Celtic and how they are big crybaby bastards. Paddy, I'll let you decide what can and can't stay in this one. <clears throat> Someday talking about the, the reaction of the Celtic fans, someone says, loved it, entitled fuckwit terrorist-loving freedom-fighting soap-dodging oh. bastards. Oh. Get it right up them. No, I am pro-Palestine, so... <laughs> yeah, so am I. Bit uncomfortable there for me. Yeah, same. Uh, I did I see someone on... Back. I did see someone on Twitter say, that one was for Israel. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When did Hearts want to be on the side of the bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just for life. Make love, not war, everyone. Exactly. Uh, well, speaking of making love, Alan says, poor Brenda won't be able to look at himself in the mirror. Still, at least he's got that giant portrait of himself he can stare at instead and have a wank. What a weirdo he is. <laughs> Another fan says, he does genuinely have a giant portrait of himself. That's a fact. Uh, crying, laughing. They just went on to losing two games in a row. Get the tears and snotters on here for us all to see. Uh, another one says, they really are a disease. Every last one of them. Crying, mm-hmm. laughing emoji. <laughs> um, horrible bunch. A more entitled group of fans you'll never meet. Rangers, in brackets, while not amazing themselves, close brackets, are streets ahead of them at the moment. And <laughs> every one of them. Is that man. Andy Halliday's? Is that Andy Halliday? <laughs> You can rely on a Hearts fan to give some in-depth knowledge on Rangers, eh? <laughs> also, they're behind uh, them in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, he finishes with, enjoy your night, you horrible tramps. Um, another one says, the fact that they despise us makes the win even more enjoyable. Brain-deed morons who don't have the intellect to see beyond the wee huns, cousins of orange, lie down to Rangers, claptrap they believe. I love beating either of them equally, and I despise them both equally, too. Um, another one says, it's great to know that we can still get under their manky, horrible Celtic skin. Um, and lastly, the self-entitlement of these filthy shite-hawks is off the scale. What a horrible way to support a football club. A win for them is a shrug of the shoulders. A defeat is Armageddon. You often hear Celtic and Rangers supporters just giving up, not bothering. Stop going. If ever two sets of supporters just don't get football, it's those two. Mm-hmm. There was another comment actually, somebody saying, Is this what um it's like when we lose to the bottom six teams? Like, do we when we go off the handle? This is what it's like to be Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh fuck them. Right, interesting. It's it's good spot now. That there, there's no better feeling than being Celtic or Rangers, is that <laughs> and it's because it just doesn't happen that often yeah they've know. built a league system where literally one of the biggest results of our season can be getting points off them and then they complain yeah. when we celebrate it so much mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then complain about not being able to compete in Europe that's the kind of competitive domestic league <clears throat> that's the best part about it Right, and I think was was it you, Simon? Said that their turnover was like twenty million more than what Lazio was, was and like Lazio pumped them in the last game. Yeah, I think the Lazio's turnover was like a hundred and something million, and Celtics was like a hundred and twenty-eight million. Mm. So they can't complain <clears throat> about no. money or whatever. It's annoying, you know how how poor Celtic and both Rangers have been this season as well. 
and right. you know one of those seasons that'll just get away from us and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um. Excuse me. A massive fair play. Sorry. Fucking hell. Can I go to Michael Bibble every Sunday? I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, a massive fair play to each and every Hearts fan that went to Celtic Park because going into that game, like imagine the mindset to be to be going through to Glasgow and going to that game. Well, you'd, you'd have to go at least three times, probably at least twice, sorry, every year for the last 16 years to, to before you got a result. Mm-hmm. So. Crazy. Right. I hope they. I hope they remember it for other days, and they weren't too drunk that they've. They can't remember. <laughs> um. It's right. one to savor. Good. Well. Well. Thanks for that. Hammy kickback seems to be in in a, a festive uh, festive mood. Uh. I now over to Cameron for buy or sell. All oh, right, I'm Cameron. So let's. Uh... <laughs> this game's fucking rigged. You just don't realise because you don't have a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this week's by ourselves, a bit of an unexpected set of results. I think it's fair to say. Um, so, bring up to date with the scores from the wonderful Celtic game. And then um, give you your last questions before Christmas, gents. So, on to the game. And we were really, really optimistic before it and setting this line as hearts to score. Um, now, I feel like, Simon, you'd have sold this if you'd been here, but... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a split. Um, I think Simon, Paddy and myself bought it and the rest sold. Um the game I have a, to finish with a more than one goal margin now all Hearts games have been one goal for about five games um, we all bought this but let's be honest here we did not expect to be a two goal margin in our favour so there you go um, Halkett to start um, he did not and over this one's funny because we'd had seven players booked versus Aberdeen we thought over five players booked in this game there was one yellow card in the whole game and it was for a Celtic player. So there you go. Unbelievable. So where that left us with was Simon with all the buys gets two. Twitter and Instagram also get two and everybody else got three. Yay! And up-to-date scoring, that now means Instagram are last on 24. Oof. Up to 25, Simon. Also Paddy on 25. Hammy on 26. Myself and Twitter on 27, and our fearless hungover leader, Charlie, <laughs> on 28. <laughs> so now on to the St. Marin game. Um, and I can feel the positivity coming in and let down on the cards, but here we go. So the line is hearts to be third at Christmas and St. Marin not to be fourth. Oh, hmm. I need to look at the table. Not my problem. I'm going to buy it. Linus <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Johnson's game in uh, St. Mirren's game in hand after Christmas, I take it. Yes. I'm going to have a game in hand. 
No, we do, yeah. Yeah. We're going to sell it. Have we got a given hand over some of them? Also, yep. we do. Hey. I'm selling. I'm buying. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy it. it. Yes, there we go. Get it ruined, Johanna. <laughs> now, um, we played something earlier in the season. We had over, we had 70% exactly in the possession, and we lost the tie 1 0. Um, <laughs> so the line in this one is over 64.5%. Bye. Sell. Yeah, I'm going to sell that. Shock. <laughs> I'll buy it. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride this positivity train and keep on buying. Um, both goals at the weekend from a, a set piece. Um, simple. Another goal from a set piece. Bye. Sell. Do penalties count as set piece? I'll give you a penalty. Bye. Mm. <laughs> no, bye. Oh, let's just keep buying it. Christmas. <laughs> and then a bit of a novelty one for you is to finish off this festive season. Over 2.5 Christmas songs on the pre-match mix, halftime mix over the tannoy. You know what I mean. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. I'd already cancelled and bye for all of you, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> And there you be go. some fucking random tracks like 2006 that they wouldn't even listen to in 2006. <laughs> Sean Paul. <laughs> oh, I look forward to even more of this fun in the new year. Um, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, join us next time, I don't know, in 2024, looking back at the winter break, I think, we, are, we could be absolutely cruising towards the, the top two. Um, play along with buy or sell on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast if you're not already. And uh, I have yourself a very merry Christmas um, and a happy new year. Goodbye. <laughs>